Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And today we are discussing Natalie Portman and Alex Garland's sci-fi thriller, Annihilation. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing episode of every question. What are we drinking this episode? I have an aha tonight. Uh, orange <laughs> plus grapefruit. Aha. I think the color scheme of that can really fits into the yeah. color scheme of the film. Right. And it's got... A's and H's, which I annihilation. Is, is that like a yes? I like mm-hmm. that. Is that a sparkling or shimmering yeah. s- seltzer? It perhaps? is. It is. Did did the did the orange become the grapefruit or did the grapefruit become the orange? Oh, I don't know. I like that question. Hey, I was thinking. I, I was meaning to ask you this today. Uh-huh. Um, your love of seltzers, yes, is in any way that transferring over to the hard seltzer phase, which I feel is like slightly dying out. Mm. No, I'm not a big hard seltzer person. There are a few things. Do they taste? Can I just ask? Do they taste? I've never even consumed one. I have no interest in consuming one. Do they taste like regular seltzers? And it's just like the alcohol is. Do you feel the effect of it, or is there a distinct taste difference there's a taste difference but it's not drastic and the the so some of the good seltzers at least the ones that i like are the hard ones are not very sweet at all so like they're they're pretty good there's a few that i really like um there's a few that are like uh tea oriented that i really Mm, like like aileen likes them a lot brew are awesome okay Uh, they're like a little fancier but then like I've never got into like the, the like White Claw and stuff like that. Yeah, Aileen drinks those a lot. I, I just fine. remember trying a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh no, which it's is not like that at all. Different, and it was like pure sugar. I <laughs> yeah, felt no, like no. it was like. That's I don't know. Basically, it's sugar and battery, battery acid with alcohol. Would you alcohol. just pour? Would you ever consider just pouring some vodka in your uh, regular seltzer and seeing how that goes? No, probably not. No, that would be interesting, though. I mean, that's uh, basically like a, you know. That's basically what it is, right? Uh, there's no, well, not really. There's no, well, no. But I mean, people are doing that now. People are now pouring vodka into their hard seltzer, which well, is an interesting choice. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice. I'm sure that's good. It probably gets you there quicker if that's your intent. Yeah, I think you could probably come up with something better like a bourbon or something along those lines uh-huh. uh, i am drinking a twine cutter i don't know if i've shown you the new can jim if i show no. you the new can they updated no. uh, it's kind of dark is that so a you monkey? might not see uh no that's scissors cutting a twine the, the uh, lighting scissors. in the the lighting in the temporary studio is horrible well yeah it's a temporary studio very very frustrating when you watch a film lit as well as this i mean uh, but uh, let's yeah, remember isn't that also like your your, your family room playroom area yes and, and i don't have all the lights so on the kids uh the kids are probably well lit though when they're playing uh well there's some beautiful natural light in here yeah. if we were to f- if we were to film at day yeah. t- daytime if we were record you would see we have light three points of entry of light okay, it's okay. really it's, it's i would be soft lit it's it would have been beautiful yeah. uh okay it is time for annihilation i i just want to say up front a movie that um you have been a big advocate of for quite a while. You got me to watch it the first time I watched it, um, which was after we had done Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is like one of our first, I think, almost ten episodes. Yeah, so, I mean that's was, like up there. years ago and years ago. Uh, so, what is Annihilation? Oh, we're going with the rundown music. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm not going to get too into it because... No, I think just hit us with the tagline. The tagline is a a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious Mm -hmm. zone where the laws of nature don't apply. That's a decent sentence, actually. For a film that's not I mean, it doesn't really... Yeah, no. It doesn't give anything away. Um, Okay, time for graded week on a scale of A plus through F minus. Where would you grade... Annihilation. Um, this is the second time I've seen it, and I think it's better than I thought it was All this right. time around. I'm going to give it an A. Wow. That's very rare. Not even an A minus. It's up not a. an A minus, and it's not an A plus. And we can talk. So, like, 
I would give it an A plus if one thing happened in the end, but I, I'm not going to give it that away. We've had very few A pluses ever since we've gone to a grading yeah. scale. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. Yeah. Which is like, it, here's the thing. I too, this is my second viewing of it. And I remember upon my first viewing being somewhat underwhelmed but I'll talk about why that is. And I think that, that there's a distinct reason for that. And I found this experience to be better the second time. There's some parts of it I love. A lot of the themes in it I love. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a really good film to discuss and think about. But I think the film itself is lacking in some areas, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like sure. The, the, like the physical film itself. Like I think the ideas behind it and stuff are very interesting but there's some some elements of the movie that bother me a yeah. little bit in terms of things they do now that being said i i am i would if you had asked me before i watched this i think the first time i watched it i probably would have been in the c range mm. so i'm up to a b now and i do wonder if i did another viewing if it might even bump up a little bit more yeah i Maybe, because I think there's some things going on with this that are closer to the kind of movies that you like than the movies that I like. Yes, and that's what I... I don't know. Well, uh, we could talk about that, we, yeah. We can get into it. I, I, the one thing I want to get into is this is similar to some other movies uh, that we like. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of response, I think, on first viewings. And some of the movies that c come to mind to me are like Midsummer. Yep. For one. And I always think of uh, Tim's story of going in the theater to see Midsummer and how people like weren't rea reacting to it in a certain way because they had an expectation of what the film was supposed to be. Right. And it wasn't that. And I think in my mind, my expectation of what this movie, the first time I saw it, was going to be was very different than the film that was given to me by Alex Garland. And as a result, I think that impacted my takeaway with it the first time. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I think there's a lot that this movie kind of puts before you as you're watching it that sort of sets up expectations that doesn't... And I don't want to say sets up expectations because it's not explicitly doing that, but there are certain things that happen in this movie that make it feel like it's going to be a certain kind of movie and it's not. Yeah, I mean, based upon the trailer, based upon the marketing, yeah. and I don't blame anybody. Like at this point, you get what you get for a trailer or marketing mm -hmm. or anything. Like they're they're done by different people, they're cut by different people, all those types of things. But you almost feel like you're getting in concept like a, a predator almost, right? Like <laughs> right, here are right. these people they're going to go out, they're going out into this otherworldly uh, i guess alien thing that's what's going to the beginning of the movie so the movie opens with a meteor something crashing onto earth right i mean well, is, isn't that one of the not, first things yeah, it, yeah actually the first thing is um isn't the first thing her teaching Yes. Oh, I don't I can't remember. I mean, yeah. should, but regardless, like very early in that phase, yeah. something crashes on Earth into this lighthouse, right? into this lighthouse, uh, establishing this idea that this is something from outer space, You know, yep. something we've seen in plenty of other movies right throughout time. Um, and then it transitions for a short time very much into like a drama almost. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, it, like a hardcore drama as opposed to like a sci-fi thriller or anything like that, which I thought was an interesting take. Yeah. It's, it's not super long, but, um, because I think the drama piece of like showing her and her husband, um, actually you, you see her teaching mm -hmm. and you, you find out that, um, her husband's been gone for a year um and she's not really interested in in like hanging out with her colleagues who you know this one guy asked her out to to like a barbecue at his house um 
And then she goes home to paint the, she says to paint our bedroom. And then she corrects herself and says the bedroom. Um, and then while she's doing that, you get this really interesting use of helplessly hoping the, the, the song, which I feel like we don't cover a lot of movies that, I mean, that use music in this way. Like I feel like most of the movies that we talk about that use popular music rather than a score either do it in like a funny way, like the Thor movies mm-hmm. or it's like just playing in, in the background or something. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting choice for this movie and it kind of follows through because the rest of the score for the most of the movie is just this like really ambient like folk guitar. There's like this folk acoustic guitar going on and that's it. And then like these these ambient sounds around it. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end that changes drastically. But um, it was one one of the movies where I really like connected with the score in a certain way. Um, so you, and then so you're getting this helplessly hoping and then you realize that I guess he sort of shifts how that's how that's song is used and you you do actually jump to outside the room and Oscar Isaacs her husband is standing there and it's clear that she's like listening to that song I guess um so her husband's back which yeah in some way in right? some way and we, yeah. and we don't know that dynamic I I do it is jarring at points in terms of like shot selection which I like because I think it is necessary but it's easier to grasp some of that earlier portion having already seen it. Yes, totally. And there is something about, um, Alex Garland, which I don't know if it's me just like the way that I would say, like if I was to watch an Ari Aster movie, I would be basically sensing dread from the moment I start watching it. Mm. I don't know if that's the same thing I get with Alex Garland. He does it differently, but there's like, even, even this movie, there's just this quiet and calm thing going on. That's like unnerving. Well, they do that. They play that out in that kitchen scene at the (laughs) beginning. Right. But then they, What's really interesting to me is the way they then also play that out with um, when she's being held yeah. and being interviewed. It's it's almost the same dynamic, but then she's taking on the Oscar Isaac role. Right, right. Whereas he's sitting there kind of being detached from that. Yeah. And it's so it's played interesting. The, the choice of one thing I'll say about Oscar Isaac in this movie is uh, there's not a lot of him in it, but he plays it really as always. He's very interesting in the choices he makes because he's basically playing two different characters Yeah, that we learn. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because you're not supposed to know that only Natalie Portman can really pick that up. Yeah but he does it just well enough to differentiate between the two. Yeah. And she does um, it. She does it as well. Yeah. To, to a certain I, extent, to a certain extent. So I, I, I enjoyed that. My question about her is this is where I was. I was kind of torn with this movie in the sense that I think her performance is good, but at the same point, I don't know if she's the best actress for this role. Hmm. You know, at points I was, I was taken out of it. I'm like, do I really believe Natalie Portman has been in the army for seven years and is going around and blowing away alligators. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know who else they could get. That would be that much better in that type of role. Like the acting piece of it was really intriguing for me. And it was a pretty nuanced performance in terms of how you view her as the movie goes on mm-hmm. changes right you know the, the, at the, i don't know if i want to say at the beginning do we feel like she is the victim i, I don't know how i want to say it like we see her teaching right we see this intro to her her husband's there we're feeling a sense of 
I, I guess we're feeling bad for her, right? Her husband's yeah. gone missing, all this type of stuff. And as we delve into her character more and peel it back, you start to see the role she played in a lot of this stuff. And it, it, it's a real, I don't know. I, it's one of her more interesting performances, I think. Yeah, I thought, I think she's pretty good in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I bought her in the role. I don't think I had a problem with her specifically. Um, yeah, I thought all the performances actually were pretty good in what they needed to be. I didn't, th I didn't think there was anything that uh, really bothered me. We get Wong. Uh, yes. We get Wong interviewing her. Uh, Which is interesting because that role, this was a book series. Did you ever yes, read it? Yes, I read the books? first one. I read the first one. And how was it? It's good. It's way It's way out there and way, there's a different, lot different. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really, this is almost a, this is almost a borderline like Stephen King Kubrick shining situation, wasn't it? Like where Kinda. Garland had themes and things he wanted to get across that are only kind of loosely tied into some of the stuff of the book. I think a lot of the book, yeah, no, I think the themes are closer than the Stephen King stuff. I think they just cut a lot out of the book because it wouldn't have made much sense. And in, in they they kept like some of the big stuff. Like there is, there's one big thing that they cut out, which is like this idea they called the crawler, which is like this. They find like this staircase that just keeps going down. And there's like some kind of like unknowable creature that's just going down there and it like leaves stuff on the wall. It's in like writing. It's, 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 it's very like, yeah, it's very uh, complicated and hard to wrap your head around and it's not really explained. So <laughs> yeah, the book, the book is, is interesting. I might read it again at some point but it's it was not for me it was not a super easy read mm. and i don't know yeah i i read about a quarter of the second one and then i kind of gave up because it was very different it was kind of jumping all i mean the second the one starts off that, right? with like yeah so in in the in apparently i mean in the book you don't even see the they don't even tell you that it's you know something hit the lighthouse i think that happens in like the third book they finally tell you Oh yeah, um, so but it does end in the lighthouse. It's just slightly different in how it all plays out. I think I can't quite remember the book very well, but yeah, it is different. Times best so, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about what Garland was really getting at. You think with this movie, this is not <laughs> uh, Predator. This is not, you know, a sci-fi action film. I mean, there's certainly action. There's certainly some pretty cool visuals in it. Um, you know, even though the gun Natalie Portman is carrying is as big as her, she does a good job shooting it and using it. But this was not Alex Gardling picking this movie to say, I want to make Alien or something right. like that. No, so I think it's what, closer what to 2001. Okay, so what, in what way? What, what, stu what stood out to you as you're watching this? I think he's less concerned with the end being explained like I, I like this this idea of the shimmer which is the area that they venture into i think he's less concerned with it being fully explained and more concerned with like the effect it's having on them and the world around them and what that sort of represents right mm -hmm. i don't know i i think it's i think it's about you know if you take the the title annihilation it's about like the end of things right the 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 basically the ending of these people who enter in and on a larger scale you know the ending of the world and if it keeps going yeah if it continues to spread yeah. he came out like one of his big quotes on this is this idea that it's a film about self-destruction hmm. you know this is this is his take he called it this is a film and he correct quote this is a film about self-destruction it is a film that is a metaphor that some have discussed of a metaphor for marriage is one uh the metaphor for uh you know are we hardwired to be self-destructive and you know it, it is an interesting yeah. like concept of like 
is every character in this movie self-destructive by nature? You know, are the decisions they making, are, you know, are we wired to do that? I guess in a, in I, well, essence. I don't know if everyone's wired to do that, but certainly lots of people are. And like the, the idea of, um, so yeah, so we learned through flashbacks that she was having an affair with her colleague. Um, that, that Lena. Which, yeah, can we just say, by the way, that guy was the guy at the beginning of the movie yeah. who invited her to a barbecue at his house with, with his, his wife. Right, right. And a few friends. Very odd. Yeah. Very it, odd. But it, it's kind of a nice little, like, twist there to that relationship. Um, but we also, so we also find out that she believes that, that her husband knows. Mm-hmm. And so, like, does her self-destructive decision to have an affair cause his self-destructive decision to go into the, the shimmer himself, which then in in turn causes her to go into the shimmer because she feels like she owes him because she thinks that the only reason he went in was because of her, her infidelity, right? Like, well, yeah. And that's the interesting thing because she repeatedly uses that line, right? I owe him. She's, I owe him. It's not, I love him. I'm not right. going in there to figure out. Cause I, so I owe him. Right. And, and she says that prior to you knowing that to the flashback where you find yeah. out that uh, she was cheating on. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I found that. I also thought that, and I loved it next Machina as well. There's these scenes where he can convey an image with almost no dialogue. And there's some great stuff. Um, with Alicia Vicker in Ex Machina um, in particular with this, but that scene where they show it a couple of times where it's her from the back topless. Yeah. Right. And, and she's, and, but he's inner, he's inner cut that with sequences of her lying in bed and talking with Oscar Isaac. Right. So for a while you don't know that's there, but then once you know it, just that way he frames that scene of her from behind, there is like a passion or an excitement to it. Yeah. Whereas the scenes when they do like a two shot of Portman and Oscar Isaac, that doesn't have that, right? right. They're just there. And it's kind of like a, a relationship that is a mess, right? Yeah. It, that that's not there. And just by conveying that you start to see it. And I thought that was so interesting. He's like, Oh, that's a scene you showed a few times and you thought it was a sign of their passion and their love for one another. Then you realize, no, that's not what that was. Right. That was with somebody else. And that self, like you said, that self-destructive choice, what does that mean? And even the line when she says that to her colleague, she's like, you're, ju- you're just def- deflecting it onto me. You're mad at yourself. And, and she's like, no, I'm mad at you too. Like, cause you're self-destructive as well. You're here yeah. saying like, don't say something about what about your wife? Oh, my wife's great. Don't say anything about that. It's like this, every character is making yeah. poor choices and in I terms think, of what it is. I think the movie is sort of saying like, because what ends up happening is when they go into the shimmer, you know, th- we find out that it's sort of refracting everything and then bringing it back together in different ways. Right. Mm. So all the DNA, all the things are being com- being destroyed and combined and in different fundamental ways, which is interesting. And it's never fully explained exactly what's going on, but you know, all those things is basically leading to the idea of like the person you are now is not the person you were, you know, a minute ago, five years ago, and it's mm. not the person you'll be a minute from now or five years from now. You know, it's like, I I don't know if it needs to be more and, you know, self-destructive decisions lead to that, but also other decisions, like good life decisions, decisions yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. All decisions lead to that. And so, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting the way he plays with that. The, the thing for me that keeps it from being an A plus on the second watch is like, I do wish that there was like, a bow tied up at the end of this. Mm. Uh, and you don't get that. You don't get an explanation of what's going on or what, what happened or, you know, you, I mean, you get, get a vague answer. Um, 
and we can we'll talk about the end and in, in, yeah at, at, at the end but you know we have a, this team of four or five women is four five four 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 women right? going into the four. shimmer yeah um each of them a different scientist so we have our biologist we have our psychiatrist our physicist and an emt right yes <laughs> is the is the other weird one. and yeah and i, I, I the, the book thing interests me this is one of the parts that slightly bothered me about this movie yeah. this is where it kind of felt like a book do you know where like you have characters in books and they become like sub characters in movies like in Jurassic Park and stuff. And you're like, like Muldoon and the lawyer who they combine in Jurassic Park and stuff. And you're like, I, in this film, I don't feel a huge amount of attachment to any of those characters. And I don't, I don't know, like Tessa Thompson and probably Jennifer Jason Lee. I have the most towards, and I can't figure out this. I feel like they do a little bit more. Yeah. Those other characters are just, they're very surface. And I do wonder if a little bit more time could have been devoted to them in terms of what, like what were their reasons coming in? Cause I think thematically it would have been interesting. Well, we and do I did get wonder the, in the book if it yeah, did that more. I, I don't remember. I think probably there's a lot more in the book. Um, we do get the moment in the boat when, when with um, mm. what's her, I forget the, the other character's name, but where she, they, she discusses that they all, are, are pretty, messed up are messed up people yeah. in their own lives for whatever reason um and so she lost her daughter mm. uh and sounded like she lost her you know her marriage after that um i'm trying to remember the, what was her name oh shepherd shepherd yes so we have which is she interesting do you think that's a it's like jack shepherd and lost <laughs> yeah. is that a particular choice for no what i don't, I don't think so i don't know but her her death, it's kind of interesting because I think there's enough in this where I could see people getting like frustrated um, in terms of they thinking they were maybe going to see one type of movie. Like you have that creepy bear yeah. skeleton thing that talks. You have the crazy alligator, you know, and you think, OK, this is what I was probably coming to see. Right. And kind of like Midsummer, right? You thought I'm going to come see Hereditary or one type of thing. And you get a very philosophical movie that has a little bit of gunplay and I guess some aliens you know, you have yeah. aliens, but, um, but it doesn't maybe align with what you're thinking. Cause if you come into this and being like, okay, I want an action adventure you're not getting your answers. Like you're saying, you're, you're not resolving it in a traditional Hollywood way, which maybe that's on you for not knowing who Alex Garland is or that, you know, that, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting film in that respect. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It, it I, I love the way that this movie looks. Oh my uh, God. From beginning to end. I think the, the way that they shoot the lighting in and in and out of the shimmer are, are such important storytelling aspects and then you find out and this is one one of the cool ways like once they kind of mention the refraction and like mm. then you start to see it everywhere and it's always been there in the shimmer like all the sunlight and everything has like a refracted like rainbow look to it well it, the idea and the use and rob hardy's really who's the dp on this is uses lens flares you know, which is that that yeah, look. Yeah. And it's almost in a regular movie, you can't get away with too many of them because it becomes it's almost like using the Dutch angle. Like it seems odd if you're using it too much to right. call attention to it. Like this is the perfect one to do it. I love him because he he actually after he shot this, he went and shot Fallout mm. and he uses some of that piece of it in fallout which i love in particular at the beginning of fallout he uses some lens flares and stuff in that that i love but his detail to lighting and uh, there's a great article an american cinematographer about it and they kind of have some great layouts of and images of how he light he lit the movie um and it's also you know the one of the using a red camera, which is a special digital camera, won't go into the technology, but how they use it. But this is like a great film example of where I think shooting in digital is so important because of the color scheme. I don't 
know many films that come to mind where the lighting and color of everything around is, is as important as it is in this movie. Right. You know, the other one I could, I was thinking of a little bit. I don't know if you remember this one was Robin Williams. What dreams. Oh yeah. Like that was another one where it's only, you're almost in a very surreal world. And he allows what I do love about his work and Garland's work in this is they make you feel uncomfortable and they, everything seems slightly off as you're looking at it. Right. Yeah. So that scene that I do want to bring this up, that scene in the boat when they're chatting, they're, they're rowing a boat, but they're not really rowing a boat. It's so hard to describe, but if you look at them, if you focus on the conversation you have, you could, you could miss this. And so like, this is why I think watching it a second time is important because uh, at least for me, I started to realize that like, I didn't, I wasn't trying to figure everything out every mm. step of the way. Right. It's hard. That's, that's a part of it. Again, yeah. you, you go into a film with expectations yeah, and when those you're expecting that hat to drop. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't, if you can watch it without, ex- without trying to solve it every step of the way about what's going on, you can kind of let it wash over you a little more and you start to notice more of the things that are quieter. And so like that scene, if you're just paying, t- pay attention to the words they're saying, um, which are, are important. You might miss the fact that while they're rowing, they're basically like the movements they're making and the way that the boat is moving is entirely way too fast. Like it's hard to describe, but it's all dreamlike, but it's not overdone to the point where it's like, it's distracting. I don't know if that if that's the case. Like, no, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Also, there it's like the um, when they're up in the watchtower. Yeah, that was a built set that they lit particularly. And it, it has a, a feel of that, but not completely. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like an old Hollywood where you look at like the 40s and the 50s and you know you're not shooting outside. You know, they started to shoot outside so much more in the 70s and 80s. Like, you, you, know, you know that's not outside. But it also doesn't look so fake that it just, it really does transport you into that yep. world in a a jarring way the same way that like we're they walk in to the shimmer next thing we know natalie tortman wakes up in a tent and you're like whoa what what am i doing here like yeah and that was a great i think editorial choice on that like it was almost like a jump cut she's having that dream again and then we jump into it and you're there and they're like we've been here for days the camp is set up we don't remember yeah we don't know anything and (laughs) i i like how he set that up yeah yeah i feel like there's more of that in the book um, which I don't remember. I think the outcome was like the Ventress was somehow like, like knew how long they would been there. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. Well, her character is really intriguing. So Matt Goldberg from Collider has a whole theory, which I found kind of interesting that like this whole movie is it will, we'll call it for all intensive purposes is cancer theory. Okay. You know, she's a biologist. Um, it's, it starts out talking about cancer, yep. right? And you, you know, see that, that cell division through this cell movie, division almost through the entire movie, the, right? I noticed it. And again, one of those things that if you're trying to solve the movie, you might not notice, but even when they first get in there and she sees the deer mm-hmm. and then literally from right behind it, it looks like a cell division. You get another deer, another deer yeah, and they absolutely. both go away in the same exact pat. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, happens so, over and over, over in this and movie. over. It, yeah. So it's constant. So his basic theory is, you know, the, the premise of this movie and Alex Garland's not going around talking about, but I think right, it's right. an interesting take, right? He's like, what if earth that is like the planet itself, he says, got cancer. Yeah. You know, what if it's divided uh, along those lines? And then he kind of goes and talks about like how you look at some of these characters, you know, um, Ventress, you know, wants to face the cancer head on. Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to face it. I need to see, I need to know what it is. Lena, uh, you know, she wants to fight it. You know, it's like, I, she doesn't want to figure out like what it is and then, and, and go down the path of saying like, what is, you know, what is this? What does this mean to me? She's like, no, I, I want to be aggressive. I want to get rid of it. Um, and then you have other characters like Tessa Thompson who just accepts it, right? Like, I'm not yeah. going to fight this. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take this. Um, and so I thought that was an interesting take, but it was also this idea of 
where he stressed it, if you read the article, and I would recommend it. It's a really interesting article. Uh, you know, cancer, you said, is both alien and it's in our cells. And they kind of point out it's like the mutation here. It's like it's not evil. And I think God yeah, makes it's, an it's, interesting choice with the alien creature when we get to the end. Is that evil? You know, are we confronted by an evil alien? No, no, no. In this? We're, we're not. Right? They, they refuse at every chance in this movie to say that the creature that one, if it was a creature, right? Like we, we don't, I mean, it will, it, there was a manifestation of something, right? Yes. But, but we, whether it wanted anything, whether it just was living itself, like we don't know. Yeah. Because I mean, like Oscar Isaac's character, the character we know as the husband, her mm -hmm. husband kills himself yeah. and is basically, he's not fighting the alien. Right. He's basically saying like, if you get out of here, go find Lena. Yeah. You know, he's not angry. And that's an, I, you know, I just, well, the when I started so to look at it, I thought that was just such an interesting interpretation of this movie you know, people can interpret films in tons of different ways, which is awesome. But I, I just thought that was like an interesting take to have like a villain. That's yeah. not really a, a villain. Like, what is that? And we see his character at the very end with her, right? Like they're together. In well, the, they're both the right. So I think I think what he's saying there is that, like, you know, the, these by the refraction of like whatever whatever's happening to the people um you have oscar isaac who is basically replaced right he fully mm -hmm. replaced yep but not fully right because we've already talked about they've already should set up the fact that like th while they're while the people that travel into the shimmer are taking in the you know whatever it is that the shimmer that changes them right in different ways yeah. Um, that they're also giving out, right? So, like, they find the flowers that have grown to look like people, and they, there's a, you know, Tessa Thompson says, like, I bet that if you examine those, they would have, you know, human cells in them that, that are telling the, the branches to grow a certain way. Yeah. And so, like, the alien is infected with human stuff, just like, well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, and we literally see that, right? right? When when the drop of blood is pulled off Natalie Portman to form yeah. whatever it is she's fighting against. Yeah. That is her in some way. But it's not even fighting. Like, that creature is not fighting her. It, it's True. almost it's like just trying to um, right? understand Mirror. her. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, and, and we know that the the Oscar Isaacs one did not fight him. No, or, they or, became, they were... They, they sounded like they were hanging out until he yeah. couldn't. He went crazy, or you know, couldn't deal with the fact that he was, you know, totally his body was being torn apart or whatever it was. But I think the important part is that very end when he says, "Are you Lena?" and she can't answer. Right. So like, we know that Oscar Isaac was replaced, and she wasn't. Yes, but, she wasn't. But they're both different in, in the same way. Right. So, yeah. And, and I, yeah, they absolutely are. And I think that's like when people talk about the, the idea of marriage, which he's obviously having some interpretation of. Right. In or this, they wouldn't be a married couple. Right? Or they wouldn't be married. Could there be no purpose for that? Like, that's a fascinating idea of to me that at the time you meet, you are going to evolve so much over that time right 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 that you know when she goes are you lena well yeah i'm lena but you know you're never the you know you're not the lena right that i was when we met do you know what i mean right. I, I actually really fascinated because i think this t will tie in nicely um when we have katie and we do that like the before trilogy yeah how they do that over time. Cause I think that's like such a fascinating discussion of it. But I also like the idea of the cancer theory piece that Goldberg was talking about. It's this idea of you go through cancer. You're never coming out of that the same as you went in before it. That doesn't have to be in a negative way. Like 
your body has changed your experience, like anything, right. You could change jobs, move or what, but like that is going to fundamentally change your perspective probably in ways and like how you come out there. And I do think it was interesting. And and I don't know if I liked it or didn't like it, but the very ending. So you see the shimmer in both their eyes. Like I, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure I needed that. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not sure what I almost felt like that was almost too much. Like, okay, we have to give you it now. So you can think she's an alien or something like that. Or I I don't know, like that wasn't what this movie was about it for me. So I don't know. I think, I think that's how some people will take that, but I, I don't take it as that they're, that she's an alien. I take it as they're both different than before. And even though he was fully replaced and she wasn't, mm. they're both different. Okay. Does it? Here's the other question: Does it matter? No. That's. I think that's the point. Do you think that bothers people with this movie? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Doesn't bother me at all. Like I'm kind of sitting there, and I guess your expectation is like, oh my god, now there's aliens out there, and I'm trying to want. Like I don't think I was smart enough the first viewing of these. Like sometimes I need a second viewing, and I need to read and think about movies. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Is this like, oh, she's out there now. But yeah, that's the only reason out out there to do what? Like, yeah, she's not evil. Right. right. So, I mean, she would literally just be out. No, but she she, see, that's the thing. It's it's like she's not the alien. And she's not. You're right. She's not even the alien. version. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. They don't have they didn't have a purpose. Right. Right. Like they No, they weren't trying to take the world. It just became part of things around it right and so like i didn't that's the only thing with the cancer thing that i that i i would push back on is that this movie is constantly saying that like there's no malintent here over and over again i i guess i would argue his argument and there was a line of dialogue in there too is like the idea that cancer doesn't know it's doing Malintent, right? Like it's just this idea of you're constantly changing cells. Yes, it impacts us. But I think that's an interesting analogy for, right? Like we are constantly evolving and changing as people and our own personal change can negatively affect people who we've been a friends or family with for forever. And I think that's like an interesting thing, right? Like it it, it doesn't even necessarily need to be meant as self-destructive in in this movie. We're, we're seeing it as self-destructive, right? But you can change as a person for you for the better. Right. And that can still be destructive to other relationships that you have. Yeah. Um, and again, that's why I, I feel like this movie I love visually. I feel like the film itself, like some of the elements, I was like, okay, this is it's shot beautifully, it looks good, like it's moving along. The ideas in it are like an A-level idea movie. Yeah. For me. By far. Uh all right. I want to play a little game with you. Hold on. No, I do want to talk go, about Oh, this. yes, go. Yes. There's go. the the I love the scene where uh, she finally makes it to the shore and you see her looking at the ocean and it pans to the right and you see those glass trees and the lighthouse. Yes. It is like something out of Wizard of Oz. That Which, do you think that, that had to be the intention, right? I, I'm assuming, but then you see like the bones and, and mm. it's just so beautiful and awful. Uh, even like the guy, so that the scene where we, they find the video of Oscar Isaac's like cutting mm. the Guy and guy he's got open. like yeah. stuff moving inside his. Oh, yeah, God. it's terrifying. It's, but then when they find him, his body, it's like this crazy against a ex- swimming pool. Yeah, it's like this crazy exploded like fractal looking thing. Yeah, um, yeah, like there's so much of this movie that's like the good and the bad together make something new, right? Or like, yeah, and you come so out of it something different, right? Yeah. Well, it's also, I felt there was vibes of um, the thing in this to me. Oh, totally. But but I, they're moving through space as opposed to like, but the isolated. thing wants to kill you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, no, but I just mean in terms of like the reason the bear the isolation and right. stuff are there. So the bear and the and the alligator, at least in my, like the way I thought about it, is that those animals would, would probably f- want to kill you. Right. 
And so like that was there was nothing out of the norm about that. Right. At all. They just they were just also, you know, infected with this mutation yeah. stuff. Um, but the mutation wasn't making them want to kill you. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's, I, it's so interesting watching this now. And then I thought like, also, by the way, that yeah. after what's her name was killed by the bear. Yeah. Was that the reason the bear didn't kill them when they were being still was because mm, part of her could, was now with the bear. I mean, she her voice was right. Yeah. So no, I, I think that's a fair point. It's interesting because usually when we get these like infected things like the last of us or yeah. um, the walking dead, you, you know, I mean, you this is a common thing or World War Z. Yeah. Um, there is a clear like villain. Right. But the, the people infected, he, I don't know. I, I just think he does a really good job with this. He is, I think, some ways like Ari Aster in the sense that he is a mainstream name, but I'm not sure he makes mainstream movies. Right. He doesn't. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does next because I absolutely love I love this movie. I love Ex Machina. The, the, I love you devs, devs, right? I yeah, love it. Devs in. Um, and devs is has that like quiet dread going all throughout it, and it's so heady and and interesting. Um, yeah, but it's a slow burn. It's not like it's not a high action kind of thing. No, I don't think that's going to work from him. Uh, all right, Natalie Portman in this. I want to yeah. play a quick game. Um, this whole idea of her roles i want you to rank higher to lower i'm going to give you three natalie portman movies that mm -hmm. i know you have all right know you have seen uh and i want you to tell me if you think they are better or worse than the general consensus okay, okay. and i use the letterbox which is oh, gotcha. a star basis out of five stars yeah. all right first is love am i doing this oh just based on the movie not based yeah. on her performance right no just, yeah, yeah just the movie but you can talk about her all right first of all thor love and thunder um a film you liked more than i liked mm -hmm. to be clear uh is only a 2.8 out two of five two out of five stars on letterbox do you think it should be higher or lower than that mm. I don't know because I don't know how Letterbox like. So Letterbox is just it's like a fan site, like fan reviews. By the way, use Letterbox if you don't; it's fabulous. But basically, fans just give it out of five stars. This is their their take on it. So it's Letterbox with a D. Letterbox. Um, I use it for all my films. Okay, so Lord, Thor: Love and Thunder was only a two point eight. Would okay. you rank it as higher higher than two point eight? Do you think that is low? I would probably go higher than 2.8 because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is 3.2. Yeah, like, I think Thor, I think Thor Love and Thunder, by the way, fell into some of the traps of this movie in terms of what people's expectations of it yep, was versus what the reality of it was. All right. So you'll go higher than that. Yep. Uh, all right. Next is one of our old favorites from mm. years and years and years ago. Uh, Zach Braff's garden state which has become like a punching bag for a lot of people in the same not not as serious or not as much as like uh forrest gump but i feel like it's in that line which is like yeah garden state is not held in high esteem anymore mm. by the way natalie port looks so young in garden state yeah if you look at the picture so young uh 3.4 out of five would you go higher or lower that's probably right i think i would probably go 3.5 but yeah i like i like that movie i haven't watched it in a while but um, i haven't seen that one in a long you know, it's long that, time it's that thing where people have a problem with the manic pixie dream girl yeah well they also have a problem with zach braff yeah. because he dated florence Pugh, which is so weird to me like yeah. that that was the thing that they projected on him uh and then finally v for vendetta mm-hmm that is a 3.8 out of five. So almost a four out of five stars. I would say that's probably right. I, I don't like that as well. I've only watched it once or twice a long time ago. I like that movie, but I like the other two more. But I wouldn't. I, you know, I understand why the grade is higher. All right. So if you had to rank all three, how would you do it? Ooh. Which is your favorite out of those three? Right now, it's Love and Thunder. Okay. 
Love and Thunder, then Garden State, and then, and then and, uh, yeah. Uh, Annihilation is three point six out of five on Letterbox. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think it should be higher. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, you can follow me on Letterbox. I am there uh, at the Costello Books. Jim, you should get one. You can rank all your movies. Lots of activities will be there. All right, for you. all right, all right. So uh, do, you, do I need an invite or something? Is like no, no, no. no. You just Fidelio. No. You just create your own. Fidelio. You just create your own. Um, all right, King of the Hill, bottom of the barrel. There's only two of us, uh, this so is this tough. is either yes. Is this better than Heat? Is it worse than Glass Onion? Because we've only done three films. So I, I, I feel safe to say, if, even if we pick this as the worst, this is no way that this would be the worst film of the year. It wouldn't even be so, close. So. I think this is better than Glass Onion, but I don't know if it's as good as Heat, even though I kind of graded it higher than Heat. I don't know. Because uh, I usually grade based on my own personal preference, and then I usually yes. King of the Hill, well, that's Bottom fine, of the Barrel. But you, yeah, but you not. can do that based on your... Yeah. So for you, I would put it between heat and glass onion. Okay. As so uh, we'll, we'll so we'll probably have to keep it where it is. Yeah. I think it's. I would choose to watch glass onion before I would watch this, but I don't think it's better than heat. So I think we'll yeah. just keep those both where yeah, they are. That's fine. Don't worry, we're doing Flash Gordon next week, so yeah. that will take the <laughs> bottom spot. Uh, double feature. What are you going to pair with this? Oh. Why don't you Can go I do for mine? Yeah, yeah. So mine, I had a lot of ideas. First of all, I purposely didn't talk about this movie at all because I really want to do it as a movie on the show is Arrival. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And I actually prefer Arrival over this film. Um, I think I do too. And when we do Arrival, I'll talk about why I prefer that over this film. Uh, but I love it. But the movie that I thought about is Contact. Yeah, it's a good one. Jodie Foster. Um, which I, for a long time, was one of my favorites. And it's just been so, 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 so long since I've watched it to the point where I am taking it out of the library to watch it because oh, I want to watch it. Um, but the, a lot of the ideas and theories and things that were in that one um, jumped to my mind. So I would pair contact with this. Mm. I'm so torn. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with, Well, uh, you kind of took the other one. Well, no, go with the one other one I said. No, you know what? I'll go with Ex Machina because I think that's that's an interesting pairing to see a director. Those two movies. Yeah, well, those are two good ones to put together. Interstellar might be another good one to throw with this. Yeah. Though the themes are a little bit different in that one. Yeah, it, yeah, it depends on what you're looking at pairing wise, but yeah, I would say like maybe even. 2001 i think is mm. like closer not in like like obviously not in like uh the influential piece because i think obviously 2001 is well insanely yeah, that means influential. Do, yeah but i think the themes of like what's going on in 2001 are closer to this yeah i would agree with that i yeah. think when you delve into that and, and the All way right. that the story's told it's like not as you know, there's not a lot of action, but there's like this idea of dread. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very a non never ending dread. Yeah. Uh, all right. So those are double features. Uh, it's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? All right, five question time for Jim. Uh, we start out with our thumbs up or thumbs down question. The lighthouse. I, we didn't even talk about why they chose a lighthouse in here. I feel like yeah. there had to be a, an intense meaning for that. What is your <laughs> feeling on lighthouses? I'm thumbs up, I guess. I, I Would you go see nothing. a lighthouse? Are you like one of those people, like uh, if there's a lighthouse, you want to go see it, you need no, to see it. You know, I don't need pictures to see it, of it and stuff. No. That I, I don't need to see it, but I wouldn't mind going. Like if I, if I, the family woke up and was like, "Hey, we want to go see a lighthouse today," I wouldn't be like, "No." 
Some people love lighthouses, yeah. don't they? That's like a yeah. big thing up here in New England. Uh, I also recommend seeing the movie The Lighthouse. We have yeah. to have Cat and Tim on for that. I don't know if Cat would survive <laughs> no, watching that one. So. No, she saw it already. And I know she doesn't want to watch it again. She doesn't watch again. Uh, okay, we have a lot of MCU secondary stars in this movie. And we also have Natalie Portman, who is both a MCU and a Star Wars person. So here's my question for you. Yeah. Would you rather watch an MCU film or a Star Wars film? Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Like which one? Yeah, like which star? Empire? Yeah, prop. Well, I like the original one, too. And I also really like Rogue, Rogue one. one. Yeah. Rogue One's so good. Would you rather watch a Natalie Portman and MCU film or a Natalie Portman Star Wars film? So uh, would you rather watch a Thor film yes, or a prequel? I'd probably watch, watch Thor. Okay, so it comes there. All right, fill in the blank question. Uh, your grade in high school biology was? I think a B. I don't I can't remember. Some of the biology stuff got a little, I was like, oh, this is a little bit above my pay grade here for science. Yeah. I, uh, talking about I stuff. was not a great student, but I usually did pretty good in sciences. It was horrible in science. Uh, favorite question. What's your favorite sci-fi novel? Ooh, that is tough. Um, what is my favorite sci-fi novel? I should have read this earlier. Um, or just give us, maybe you could give us some recommendations of just like one or two yeah, sci-fi so novels. I would recommend the Jeff Vandermeer, like check out Annihilation. It's, it's an interesting, I wouldn't specifically say it's... V it's exactly sci-fi, but it's mm. it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, Stephen King has some that are more science fiction, you know. Um, let me let me think real quick. What are my favorites? I'll cut some of this out. Oh, Dune, obviously, read Dune, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the original. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, oh, these are all shitty books. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what did I read recently? Anything that I really liked? What, what about did you? Did you ever you... read any of the Expanse books? I have not. Uh, I heard they're good, though. Uh, I watched the show. That's definitely worth watching. Yeah, the show is worth watching. Sci-fi novels are really interesting because I feel like they can go so deep. Yeah, I don't. I, they... I honestly don't do a lot of sci-fi. Like it's it's not something that um that I it read doesn't a lot necessarily of. yeah connect with. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I I should read this one. I I should read that. Stephen King interests me because when does he go from horror into sci-fi? Like what is what's like your differentiation? Like what would be a sci-fi Stephen King? So yeah, so it's not great, but he has like the Tommy Knockers. Oh, I don't know um, that one. Yeah. Would uh, would Dreamcatcher? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's not, I, it's not great. Uh, the, the dead zone, which I think is when a guy can like see the oh, future. Yeah. That became that TV show. That yeah. was a TV show. The too. running man. Oh, the running man is good. That's more dystopian. I don't know. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. All right. So there we the, go. The, he has options. a lot of short stories that are that are sci-fi sci related. Okay. One is terrifying about like people, um, being like trans trans uh like like beamed up like star trek where they like oh wow where they will like take your body in one place and put it in another place like far away Ooh, uh God. and you know it takes years and years and years and years to get there and like you they they, they find out that if you do certain if you do something it keeps you awake you actually experience all those years in like complete darkness and so like people come out of it like insane. It's oh, it's God. it's nuts. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Skip that one. Yeah. Uh finally our deep thoughts question, who do you know that would have had the best chance to survive in the shimmer? This is a tough question cuz I don't even know I don't know that there's any way anyone survives the shimmer. Um I think it's my dog Scout. <laughs> mm, I was going to say Eva Eva I feel could, like yeah, she, she. I feel like she could come out of that. Yeah, she intact. Yeah. She could be okay. Uh, all right, and that's five questions. Remember to like, share, subscribe, review all those wonderful things. When we next join uh, you, do we have we'll to talk about it? Our two hundredth 
episode. I'm kind of sad that we're doing this movie on our 200th episode. Why? You haven't even watched With it. With great power comes great responsibility, Keenan, and you show you have no... Well, you know what? He he picked it. We yeah. have Keenan the thank. He was our first podcast we were ever on, and he wanted to do it. I think we'll, we'll enjoy it as we talk Flash Gordon next time. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.